Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes podcast. This is Case 13, Iris. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Chaosium's Call of Cthulhu, a role-playing game filled with cosmic horror, existential dread, and something under your bed that's breathing a bit too loudly in the middle of the night. Your investigators of the unknown are... Gabe as Roy. I never breathe loudly at night. Matt as Rocky. I beg to differ, he breathes loudly every night. And Brian as Pippa. Can you guys keep it down up there? I'm trying to sleep under your bed. <laughs> Sorry. My lungs are too strong. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, how are we doing tonight? How are we feeling? With my hands. Well, listeners, if you would like to provide feedback or praise or just say hi, please drop us a letter from beyond on our website at lovecrafttapes.com. A gentle reminder that if you would like to chat with us in real time, join our Discord server at discord.lovecrafttapes.com today, and maybe Brian will show you his collection of baby teeth that are 100% his own and not at all extracted from other people's babies. I was unique. I had 73 baby teeth just on the top. And he keeps them in a little bag. Under my pillow, hoping for the money. It's an investment in my retirement, honestly. This show is brought to you in part by our generous fans and supporters on patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes. So thank you to those guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everybody in the chat who is watching us right now live on Twitter and YouTube and Twitch. Twitch tube. You twit face. Uh, before we begin, we need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Comedy, drama, song, dance. Broadway, my friends, has it all, okay? We got everything. All the stars? The stars? No, they come here. The stick they, they come here to play for the biggest audiences in Manhattan. And you, my friend, you, you can get right here. If you, right here, you can get discount tickets at my little kiosk right here in the heart of Times fucking Square. Okay, buddy? Or just between us, just this is you and me, but right here, right? We're close. We're just you and me. You can save a bundle by going off-Broadway. I mean, heck, you can save even more by sampling what off-off-Broadway has to offer, huh? You look like you you want to laugh. Or you feel like laughing? Who doesn't want to laugh? Laughing is great. <laughs> I do it all the time. Anyway, check out these primo orchestra pit seats to a showing of Lovecraft and then leave them. Let me tell you, the yucks, they don't get much yuckier, huh? What's that? You you prefer your stage acts to be serious. Uh-huh. You know what? No worries. Don't worry. Stop. If you are worrying, stop worrying. I got you covered. There's no need to worry whatsoever. Okay, just I want you to stop worrying. You're in good hands. Feast your eyes on these beauties. V-I-P tickets to Goodbye, Mr. Tentacle. A Tony Award-winning tearjerker. Yeah, you know what? It's just gonna it's gonna wrench your heart right from your chest, huh? What? Who's Tony? Oh, no, to- no, Tony. To- oh, he's Bill the Wino's brother-in-law why do you ask no no hey whoa hey whoa hey no wait just just a minute hey whoa hey, whoa, hey wait just don't no, mm. i can tell that your time is valuable and you're someone of class and taste i mean you like musicals right i like musicals you like musicals everyone that person that guy yeah that guy right over there you see him he loves musicals who doesn't i mean come on uh, i just happen to have free that's right free no cost passes to a premiere that's right these are free passes this is a premiere brand new show just coming on to off off broadway but free Tot- i'm just i'm just gonna give them to here here you go just just take them they're yours they're for the uh toe tapping classic shaking off the shoggoth blues you know what i don't no 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 don't don't try and give them back to yours now you touch them now look if you somehow manage to survive your show I'll uh, happily treat you and your absolutely lovely compatriot here to a three-course meal over at Shea Todd's just uh, down the street. Trust me, eh? Chef Sweeney is like a fucking magician with them meat pies, huh? Yeah. Buon appetito, folks. En- enjoy. And we're back. What'd you guys think of that product under service? I don't <coughs> know about you, but it sounds kind of handy. Did somebody say handy? To be honest, products and or services like that one restore my faith in humanity. I mean, sure, we invented the wheel and steam engines and motor cars and phallic-shaped spacecraft that can barely scrape the upper atmosphere before tumbling back to this earth. 
But this, this is the pinnacle of all we can achieve in convenient family-sized multi-packs available on your grocery shelves wherever you choose to shop. And that's what it's all about, huh, lads? Choice. Go forth and pick your poison, decide which distraction will help you while away your later years so you may comfortably ignore the closing walls of the sanatorium, outside which we've hung banners that scream, Welcome, shoppers! The customer is always right. We bow and scrape before your glorious magnificence. But inside? Ah, inside? We know it'll just be another bored teenage clerk plucking crusty treasures from his left nostril, asking disinterestedly, paper or plastic? Paper plastic. Plastic paper. Was that Metallica song? Exit light. It's a whiskey in the jarro extended edition. Before we venture forward, guys, we're going to do something a little different tonight. Let us briefly review your Diary of the Dead. Diary of the Dead is a new feature where our players review their current objectives and clues uncovered so far. So please turn your attention to Roll20, where I will reveal your Diary of the Dead. So what we've got broken down here are objectives and questions that need answers, and we're going to review this at the beginning of each tape. And currently, uh, you guys have the following objectives or potential questions that need answering. Uh, What is the artifact? Where was Charles going to meet Samantha in New York? And is Charles hiding out in New York somewhere? Any other questions you guys can think of? Why does nobody ever answer my phone calls? What's the recipe for that sweet potato alcohol? Matt, what clues have you found? So we started out by finding the word Odebrati engraved on the artifact, which just so happened to be the name of the Hotel Odebrati, where the artifact was apparently originally shipped to and signed for by a mysterious M. Roy managed to find a... They had the key, which has... uh, the number 217 and what looks like the symbol for pi. What's the Russian letter for that? Oh, Cyrillic. And then there was a crumpled piece of paper tucked into the key loop with the number 76 on it, possibly referring to the worst Fallout game ever made. The world may never know. Only one way to find out. I'm going to boot it up. Oh, God, don't do it, Gabe. It's a trap. All right, anything else? Uh, We noticed that the windows on the second floor of the hotel are boarded up, which is strange considering the key says 217. And usually on hotel keys, that two refers to the the floor number. Floor two, room 17. I also noticed that the light sconces in the hotel are very high quality and they are in the shape of some sort of ornate flower vase. So rather than trying to discuss this at the end of each episode, we're going to do it at the front end. Oh, okay, yeah. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. After the destruction of Blaine Manor, Rocky and Pippa decide to pursue Roy to New York City in the hopes he is now in possession of Charles's artifact. Indeed, Ken Roy who is now just Roy Roy, has accompanied Bugsy Jr. to the Big Apple in order to make new friends at various sports ball games, but runs afoul of a certain turtle mascot who tries to yank off his nether regions on national television. Later, back at Hotel Odobrati, the three compare clues that might get them closer to Charles Blaine, but not before they are rudely interrupted by a cry from the street. In New York? New York. New York. Investigators, you stare at one another as the shrill scream from outside is soon replaced by the distant familiar shout from Bugsy Jr. Out, please! You rush to the window to see what's going on, but the angle from six floors up doesn't allow you to see much of anything directly in front of the building. And thanks to New York City safety codes, these hotel windows only open a few inches for air circulation. What is that sound, guys? I'm not sure, but it seems that something is happening out front. It's almost like we're in a city where a lot of things happen all the time. Guys, we gotta get down there. That's Bugsy. Yeah. I'll meet him at the bar. I gotta give him his space. Come on, Roy, and I'm going to grab him by the shirt collar and just start dragging him out of the room. Head down the hallway to the elevator. And then down to the street. And uh, you go down to the lobby and through the uh, waiting area and you see Tomislav sitting behind his desk. He sees the three of you and he kind of shrugs. He's reading a magazine with some Slavic languages on it. He raises his mug to Pippa and gives her a wink. And uh, you guys uh, go outside. 
Bugsy Jr. is standing next to this older lady, probably in her maybe 70s. Okay. Kind of well-dressed. And she is holding a dog leash in one hand that has been snapped off. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, Roy. Check this out, man. This lady's got a big problem here. What kind of a problem are we talking about? Once you talk to her, I, I got to run up the way. Uh, evidently, there's a, a beat cop just around the corner, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to grab him. All right, I'll be right back. And he trots off towards the uh, corner. And this lady is just beside herself. She's standing there looking around with her eyes sort of drifting back and forth and tears leaking. Can I help you, ma'am? Are you a cop? I'm involved with the police. Well, maybe you can help me. My, I, I was just walking... Brutus and something jumped out. A wolf. and took him. This seems like an animal control issue to me. I pay taxes. Well, sucks that you can't get out of them. Which way did it go? Just up there in the alley right over there between the, the hotel and, and that other building. I'm going to start walking towards the alley. Let me know if you see him. I, I, Brutus is my baby. You, you understand, don't you, dear? Oh, of course. Um, What kind of dog was Brutus? Is Brutus. Sorry. Oh, why would you use past tense? She's going to whip out a photo album and start showing you some pictures, Pippa. I'll go with Rocky. The Royal Brothers head to the alleyway. And uh, she, she says, oh, look, he's such a handsome boy. You see this picture of what is clearly a latte-colored teacup chihuahua of indeterminate age. It, it would fit in the palm of your hand. And sad eyes that are all... Perpetually wet, bulging out of its little tiny skull. Kill me! Well, I'm sure the boys will find out what happened. Are they armed? Because that thing was terrible. It did the worst wolf I've ever seen. Describe the wolf to me. It was bigger than me, and oh god, I just I'm so upset right now. I'm gonna need you to make a persuade roll. Ma'am, what happened to your voice? I needed a 40. I rolled a 58. That's a fail. And she bursts into tears and drops her wallet with all the pictures and painfully tries to bend over to pick them up. Oh, I pick them up for her, of course. Rocky and Roy, you go to the mouth of the alley, and it is what you would expect a New York alleyway to look like. It's grungy, smelly, piled high with trash bags that are nearly bursting at the seams. Everyone's listening to Nirvana. Is there a barrel fire? I need to know if there's a barrel fire. Uh, Brutus, yeah, boy or girl. You hear something scuttle, and then one of the bags starts to move from the inside. Sack movement. Gonna look over at uh, at Roy and kind of nod my head towards the, the bag that is starting to move. And I'll draw my gun. Uh, watercolor or charcoal? Maybe colored pencils? I hear crayons are nice. Finger paints are easy. What we have here is a happy little pistol. Yeah, and I'm aiming it at the bag. Brutus, is that you? And do you see the inside of the bag start to move again? Gonna start slowly creeping towards the bag. Brutus, come here. And you see... Something wriggling out, and out pops a rat about the size of a cat. And it stands up on its hind legs and looks up at you expectantly. Oh, you're not a... Get out of here! Shoo! And I'm going to kick at it. It trots away for about 15 feet and looks back at you, makes a couple squeaking noises, and then uh, flips you off and then keeps going. (laughs) Disappears down the alley. Well, that's New York for you. I'm ratting here. New York rats, what can you say? Is he carrying a full slice of pizza? Down into the subway. I don't know what's worse, the people or the rats. Ah, uh, uh, rats. Gonna continue uh, further down the alleyway. All right, why don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden? I needed a 62, I rolled a 56. That is a success. You gingerly step past some of the trash bags, and you do detect a couple other bags. Kind of get the distinct impression, Roy, that tomorrow is probably garbage pickup day. You notice one particular bag has been gnawed completely open and is spilling its contents out. Empty tomato sauce cans, bits of celery. But more importantly, there's a splotch of blood right next to a dumpster. Roy, get over here and help me open this. I'll open the dumpster then. And inside is urine and scat. Of some sort, and it just wafts out with a bunch of flies. It's in the heat of the day. It must have been just reeking. If, you know, the so-called wolf was potentially 
hiding in this thing, perhaps attack the dog outside. That's the splotch of blood on the concrete just outside the dumpster. And you see a few drops leading away further down the alley. Reminds me of that time in Cartagena, but then again, we don't like to talk about what happened down in Cartagena. Where is Cartagena? Cartagena is a city in Colombia. North, south, east, west. East Colombia. <laughs> it's hard to get a bus out there. I mean, we have this blood here, and it looks like it trails off in that direction, so clearly this is most likely where the dog was jumped. Is there any, like, hair or anything around the dumpster that looks like it's... Not that you can see here. Seems like we should follow it. Go ahead and give me a track. And this is for whoever wants to give me the track. What's your track at, Gabe? 13. Uh, I have a 10, so you're marginally better at this than I am. I rolled a 72. (sighs) So you you essentially go a little bit further down the alleyway, following what drops of blood, and they're becoming less and less frequent. And it's pretty clear that at the intersection of a couple other buildings, you're now in a wider alley that runs east-west, and the north-south one is kind of narrow, and it's impossible to tell which way the blood may have gone from that point. And you don't see anything that's of any significance in either direction. It looks like our trail peters out here. I'm not going to be the one to tell that woman that her stupid dog died. Yeah, if I had to take a guess, it's long dead by now. We'll leave that for Pippa. She's good with the emotional things. I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty sure it was dead before we started looking. Probably. I'm going to pull up my phone and send a text message to Pippa that says, Found blood. Dog's probably dead. Not blunt enough. Dead dog. LOL. Pippa, you help the old lady pick up her stuff, and and you're trying to calm her as best as you can. And pretty soon, Bugsy comes back with a police officer uh, with the name tag M. Loliola. All right, uh, what's going on here? Well, officer, you are nice and stout. I, I work out mostly down at the uh, YWCA. Sir, stop resisting and listen to my story. Who are you calling, sir, ma'am? And the old lady starts blubbering again. She said a very large wolf that's larger than her came and took her dog off of this leash. Great, and you saw this? Uh, nope. Okay, are you related to her? Uh, she's my great-great-grand-nobody. Why do I get the reputation of being the dick of the gang? Okay, so you're not related to her? Just, uh, what, uh, Good Samaritan? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. We were in the hotel. We heard uh, people screaming for help, so we came out to check. Okay, Odebrati, that's where you stand. Yeah, I tried to jump out of the window, but they don't open here in New York. Uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Pippa Longstockings. Oh, no! Uh, Where's your pigtails? Uh, sir! Sir! Don't call me sir, right? Okay, so you didn't see anything. You're just helping out. And, uh, okay, if you wouldn't mind, uh, step over here with your friend, uh, Bugsy character. And uh, I'm going to just take a quick uh, statement from the lady. Okay. uh, We'll wrap this thing up, all right? Um, I do have two friends that went down the alley where she said the dog was taken. They should be back any minute. So maybe they'll have some more information for you. Oh, make my job a whole lot easier. I'll tell you what. That's what we're trying to do. Awesome. Thank you. All right, I'll be with you just shortly. Just step over there on the curb if you wouldn't mind. And she uh, takes the little old lady aside and starts chatting with her a little bit. And uh, you and Bugsy are standing there. Oh, so the guys, uh, they went check it out, huh? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did you get anything from the old broad? Uh, just her wallet. Yeah. Can we split it? It'd make the wallet useless if we split it. It'd be in two pieces. Split it in two, yeah. I mean, it was two you of know, us. So. What are you talking about? You want to see the pictures of her dog? It's a very cute dog. Jeez, that's not a dog. What is this? Yeah, I know, right? No account for taste, huh? I guess it fits in your purse. The wallet? At this point, uh, Roy and Rocky come out of the alleyway looking a little defeated. Holding hands and skipping. Any luck? Unfortunately. Dog's dead. Well, yes, that's the short of it. If you go down the uh, alley, there's a dumpster about 50 feet down. That uh, You'll find some blood and it trails back into the alley further from there. We lost the trail at an intersection. What are you tell me for? Tell the cop. Well, I figured you could tell him since you are a cop. It works a little better when, you know. Hey, guys, I, I got news for you. That's not a him. Take a real good look. So no luck, huh? Yeah, no. Unfortunately, it seems the dog is gone. Look, I already gave the cop my statement, so uh, and they, ha- they have my badge number and all that. So I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm going to head up. Uh, I'm just feeling a little uh, tired right now, so I'll meet up with you guys later, all right? I'll just be upstairs if you need me. Sounds good. All right, see you. Bye. Click. Bugsy, you're standing right there still. There's there's no need for the, the click. When not- no, no, I'm, I, I'm in New York, so I'm doing tap dancing now. Click, 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 click. Ah, click, 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 click. well, best of luck. 
So he heads back into the hotel and the police officer finishes up with the old lady and comes over to you guys as the little old lady shuffles away. Did you guys find anything in the alley over there? Bit of blood. If you go down the alley about 50 feet, there's a dumpster. Trails further back into the alley. We lost the, the trail at the intersection back there. Dog's dead. Uh, here's my card. This is my block. This is my area. I'll be walking around. I'm just going to check things out later on. And I got to tell you, things go on around here. A little dog. I got I got bigger fish to fry. You know what I'm saying? You ever heard of a large wolf in the city? You know, Mrs. McGee there, She uh, she's in the neighborhood. She just lives up the way. You know, more often than not, these things, the rats around here are pretty vicious. So if her eyes say it's not so good. Uh, wolf, I don't know. I mean, she said it was like, number one, it didn't have any fur. It didn't have a tail. And she said it was gray. Just sounds like something she saw on TV. Honestly, sounds a little bit like uh, a giant rat, maybe Ratma. All hail Ratma. Hey, I appreciate your help right now, and uh, give me a call if you need anything. I'll be around, and uh, yeah, welcome to New York. Thank you. Let us know if you need any more information. Yeah, yeah, okay. Bye. We don't have any, but let us know. All right, love you. Click. Love you too. Click. <laughs> Bye. She already hung up, Roy. So the three of you are standing now out in front of Hotel Odebrati. It is getting to be later. Not quite dark. We're probably in like 6, 7 p.m., right? Dinner time. So maybe getting towards dinner time. Yeah. Should we all go get dinner and let Bugsy have a little bit of time? We can bring him something back. He told us he wants us to leave him alone. You think he wants us to bring him food, too? Well, we'll leave him alone, but not forever. Some people need, like, maybe an hour or two alone, and then they're okay. No, he'll come to us. All right. Well, let's send him a message. Let's find a place, and then we'll say, hey, meet us here if you're hungry. We'll be here until 9.13. You're so needy. Just trying to look out. Why do you need everyone to like you? <laughs> I'm going to cast... Rack on Roy. <laughs> I want to see your eyes bleed. So you guys have New York City, man. It's the big apple. You have the world at your feet here. You could have any cuisine your heart desires. Any way that uh, you could, you want to get there. You have plenty of transportation in New York City. is amazing. You could walk if you wanted. I'm going to duck into the hotel real quick. Uh, excuse me, but um, you live here. Uh, uh, what's good to eat? We're, we're, we're looking for some... Uh some good food. I, I bet you know all the good stuff. You're local. Honestly, everything around here is so great. It's very good. Uh, what are you in the mood for? Uh, well, we were leaning more towards tapas, if you if you know anything of the like. In Soho. Very nice. Very good place. It's uh, Eduardo's. Yes. Eduardo's. He's very nice. No, he's a good guy. He's good. I like him. He's a very funny guy. He makes me laugh all the time whenever I go there and he give me the little tiny bites and I just laugh and he, he give me another one and he, they have these little things called pinchos. You hear pinchos? I, I guess I will give them a try based on your recommendation. <laughs> it's toothpick. They are toothpick. You like. You like. It's toothpick. Uh, thank you for the recommendation. Uh, one last quick question, if I may, and I'm going to draw the letter that I saw on the key. Uh, you don't by chance know what this is, do you? And I'm going to show him. Where, where do you see this? I was just uh, doing some some reading on the history of the area, and it was it was mentioned uh, on a web page. I, I didn't quite know what it meant. I thought uh, maybe you could help. It is, yeah, it's very common in my language, my home country. It is means room. Very simple. Room. It must be around here someplace because it's hotel. It's Odebrati. Uh, used to be owned by the Serbs. That's how you say it, right? The Serbs? Croatians? Ah, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, My people, right. they, they used to own it. I, I just manage now for the new owners. Uh, they are in China. So he's a Serb. The truth comes out. I am the Serb, yes. And that's why my name is Tomislav. Thomas Slav. Tomislav. Is that what you need, my friend? You like the pinchos and you like the rooms, right? The little the little toothpicks and the little things. Yes. Very helpful, thank you. Yeah, no problem, man. You come anything else you need, you talk to Tommy. But call me Thomas Love, all right? I don't like Tommy. It's like I'm 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 here in New York all of my life, but I don't want to be a Tommy. Okay, my friend. Got it. All right, good. Thank you. you. The room okay? Room okay? Oh, yes. The room Maria is lovely. Especially those, um, those sconces you have in the hallway, the, the flower vase-shaped ones. Those oh, are very, very beautiful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Have they always been here, or was that like a, an addition? Oh, no. They've always been here from when they built a building, and they like it so much, and they just polish it up a little bit, and it's beautiful, right? Yes. It's, yes, they're it's, very, it, very nice. 
It is Serbian design. It's beautiful. Ah. Yes. I think this place used to be like, what do you call, like a uh, uh, art gallery or studio or something before it became hotel. Ah, interesting. Yes. And then back in the 80s, it uh, it was hotel. And then Chinese, they come in and they buy it and they make it, what they say, boutique. As soon as they do the renovations, next, like in a few months, everything's going to look great, right? All right, my friend. You good? You good? We good? Yes, very good. Thank you. You've been very helpful. Say hello to Eduardo, and uh, you tell him Tomislav send love, okay? I, w- I will do that. Thank you very much. Uh, you're, you're very welcome. I will talk to you later. I have magazine to read. You, you enjoy your magazine. See you later. Yes, of, of course. And I'm going to uh, walk back out the front doors. Click. Click. Well, um, I found us a place to eat. Roy, get us a cab. Uh, we're heading to a place in Soho that uh, apparently does very good tapas. Grab a cab. Well, it's New York City, so it takes 0.5 seconds to hail a cab. And uh, it is a yellow, beat-up-looking Prius that pulls up. The passenger window rolls down, and inside is a smiling, overweight man who beckons you closer. And as you approach, he turns down the radio, which is playing late 70s soft rock. Up in, my friends. His voice is like... Honey, if Honey had smoked two packs a day for 20 years. Every time I drive in the city, I listen to 70s soft rock. Larry's going to get you where you need to go, man. Come on, my friends. Where are you, where are you headed? Uh, looking to head to a, uh, a restaurant down in Soho called Eduardo's. Oh, yeah. I know the place. Hop on in. I'd hop into the car. Yeah, you you could sit up front here, lady, if you like. Yeah, I'll sit up front. It's, you know, let the guys have the back seat. A lot of room back there. We'll be there in just a few minutes, all right? Just relax a little bit. We'll just chill out, and uh, I'll get you where you need to go. And here, Hey, guys, here's my card, okay? If you need to pick up later, just give me a call. Larry's your man, all right? Yeah, I'm sure later when we need a ride, we'll call a taxi and not just... Get the one that's right next to us. I also have limousine if you guys need something a little bit more upscale, you know. If you're going to head out to clubs later, can recommend the uh, Korean karaoke bars that really hop in right around midnight. You just let me know. Give me a call. I'm here all night, every night. Good to know. All right, here we go. And you guys drive away through New York City as the sun is setting, last glints of dying sunlight bouncing off the skyscrapers, the mirrored sides of the buildings. And there's a purple haze descending on the city that is calming and beautiful. Through the window, you can smell hot dog vendors, pretzel vendors. You can hear the people. You can smell the scents and the gaseous, the, the good stuff and the bad stuff just wafting through the streets. And you can hear the thrum of the subway beneath the streets as the trains go back and forth beneath the concrete. People going by, talking to themselves through headsets. A few people are actually talking to one another and going places, going to dinner, seated outside at tables and wine bottles and glasses and beers. And soon the Prius, the taxi, pulls up to a place called Eduardo's, which is lively. There are people uh, waiting to get in, but also people strolling around. There are waiters with trays uh, giving out free pinchos, little toothpicks full of uh, dates stuffed with cheese or bacon or little pieces of meat and olives. You guys have a very nice dinner. It is quite lovely. I mean, it beats the pants off of Arkham's Tapas Restaurant. No, it doesn't. That's not true. There are tastes and smells that you have never encountered before. But it's not the same as home, so it's worse. It's not the Tapas Restaurant. And as we all know, Massachusetts is the birthplace of Tapas. You thought you could just slip in that we liked something better here than we do elsewhere. That's not happening. (laughs) You're wrong. They have Spanish beer and Spanish wine and goat cheese floating in blobs of tomato sauce and tomato bread with crunchy sea salt, but no taco fish. What? So it's not a real tapas restaurant. This place sucks. I hate it. Before you know it, 
the night has worn on and it's a beautiful evening. The heat has gone down. The humidity has gone down. Did we forget to text Bugsy? <laughs> oh, shit. It's on you if you did. Do you guys want to go out for a nightcap? Maybe Bugsy's up for it. I'll shoot him a message. Can we go to the bar that is called Nightcap? Yeah, but it's called the bar, the nightcap. No, the bar is the one back in Arkham. Here, it's just nightcap. This is someone that's stealing the name, so we're going to have to report that back to them so they can do a copyright claim. The owners of the bar back in Arkham would, would not be happy. But while we're eating, I'm going to um, go over everything that the guy at the front desk told me, just so we're all on the same page. Page 11, by the way, in your script. I thought we were at the bottom of 10. Oh, thanks for that. I almost got lost. Well, as luck would have it, there is a bar called Nightcap. It's a dueling piano bar below on the first floor. On the underground floor, it's actually a speakeasy. Yes. And it's uh, just craft beer. But the second floor is just domestic beer. So at the place called Nightcap... They don't serve nightcaps. They serve beer. They only serve small shots and small cocktails in the dueling piano bar. But the shots are the booster shots. Do they hand out actual nightcaps to wear at the door? They do, yeah, because there is a cover charge. It's $10 to get in. The nightcap is yours to keep. Oh, that's worth 10 bucks. All right. On the way to nightcap, strolling around Manhattan makes you feel insignificant among the throngs of people, most of whom pay you little attention and below the towering concrete and steel skyscrapers. Traffic noise engulfs your senses. Shopkeepers hang outside their stores, smoking cigarettes, blank looks on their faces. Restaurants buzz with the clink of silverware on plates, champagne bottles popping. The beat of drums and soulful saxophone drifts from the open door of a nearby jazz club. Vibrant energy pulses along the sidewalks, enticing you to go, to explore, and most importantly, to spend money. Each of you give me a spot hidden, please. Uh, I needed a 62. I rolled a 31. That's a hard success. I needed a 35. I rolled a 60. That sucks ass. I needed a 75. I rolled a 43. That's a normal success. This is very energizing. To be among these people, and Rocky is sort of admiring the architecture and the, particularly the stonework on the gargoyles and so forth. You notice one of the buildings has a, a billboard on it, painted black. It's an advertisement for something called the Zepter Museum of Art, Z E P T E R. Tomorrow night, they will be debuting the new exhibit. From MRGLD. Damn kids and the fancy names. It has a, a address on it, 107 Sullivan Street uh, in Soho. And it just sort of strikes you because it's a very stark billboard and it just catches your eye. Not mine. I'm so drunk. Pretty soon you arrive at Nightcap where you pay your 10 bucks, get your nightcaps, and enjoy a lovely evening of drinking. La la lovely. Then you're basically back at the hotel. I'm ready for bed at this point. What's it? One in the morning? One sounds right. So it's like 1 a.m.? Okay. And uh, you see there's no one behind the desk. So Tomislav must have stepped out, or maybe he doesn't work nights, or whatever. Well, that was uh, entertaining enough. Guys. Guys. What, Pippa? Guys. Yes. I'm, I'm right here. We should go to the second floor. And you say key. Yeah, no, Roy and I are going to go to the second floor. You are going to go to bed. I can go. I'm fine. How many fingers am I holding up? <laughs> fingers? That's so funny. Roy, help me get her back to her room, and then we will... I can do it. Let's open the elevator. You can make it from the lobby to the elevator without falling flat on your face. I just slide along the wall the whole way. Right to the elevator. Ha! Told you I'd do it. See you on the second floor, suckers! And I hit the button for second floor. And the elevator closes and goes up. So, stairs it is. And I'm going to start uh, into the stairwell and start climbing for the second floor. And I will follow. Tiled stairs lead up and down in the narrow stairwell underlit by bare bulbs that flicker occasionally overhead. There's a dot matrix printed sign, yellowed with age, taped to one concrete wall that indicates laundry, with an arrow pointing downward. There are numerous dried dark stains on the landing and dripping from upstairs to down, or vice versa. The scent of watered-down bleach hangs in the air. 
So it's a nice uh, vintage uh, 97 Clorox. A very good year. Second floor is this away, and I'm going to start walking up the stairs. This floor is bathed in blackness, bereft of any light except from what little seeps in from the stairwell and the elevator. You half expect to smell sawdust, paint, and drywall, but instead the odor of burnt wood and rot drifts in your face, invading your nasal passages. From somewhere further on echoes a slow rhythmic dripping. I'll pull out my flashlight. First time anyone's ever had one of those in a Call of Cthulhu game. It doesn't look like there's much of a renovation going on. Uh, from what uh, Tomislav said, I figured the place would be, you know, covered in tops and there'd be paint and, you know, electrical. This is almost looks more abandoned. Well, when I was talking to him before you guys got here, he said he didn't know much about the renovation, other than that it was a renovation, so... Well, so far it's a terrible renovation. If you want to shine your light up, I guess we can start heading for room 217. Um, so what are we doing about Pippa? Do you think she actually went back to her room? I'm hiding just inside the door of the second floor, waiting for you guys to come in. Oh no, where could she possibly be? And Roy, with your flashlight, you can see the hallway is pretty much identical to the one that you're on. It's just a narrow hallway with ten doors on either side, all of which have been closed. I grab onto the back of Roy's shirt. I kind of just use him as a stabilization. As you walk, the threadbare carpet beneath your feet makes a squishing sound. Welcome to the Lovecrafts ASMR. Oh god, it's the rats. I heard they're in the walls. Carpet is made of rats. And pretty soon you are at door 217. Well, shall we? And I'm going to put the key into the lock and uh, open the door. The tumblers disengage. And the door swings open. Housekeeping. As soon as the door opens, you can tell this space is different. The air is perfumed with the scent of sandalwood and clove. A short corridor extends northward for 20 feet before turning east toward a soft, warm glow. From somewhere up ahead comes the faint sound of a vaguely familiar tune. Why don't you give me a listen roll? I needed a 38. I rolled a 7. That's an extreme success. Rocky strains his ear, tries to recognize what that tune is, and he immediately latches on to a childhood memory of seeing an animated movie from Disney called Fantasia, Ava Maria. But it's done in a manner of almost like a music box. That sort of mechanical plinking sound. Anybody else hear that? It, I hear it. Where is it? I'm going to start tiptoeing into the room towards the sound of the music. Roy, what is he doing? He's investigating. We're investigators. We're gators invests. You turn the corner and walk into a large chamber that has been converted into what appears to be an art gallery. On all four walls hang picture frames at regular intervals, each illuminated by a low-wattage bulb fitted with UV filter shields to help protect the painting. In the center of the room squats a simple concrete bench. A flush-mount speaker in the ceiling directly overhead pumps out Schubert, mimicking the high-pitched plinking of a child's music box. Well, isn't this most curious? It's the mostest. What do you think, Roy? Can't hurt to fiddle around with it. Maybe break it up a little bit. I don't think you should break anything. I mean, we're not paying for this room, so we can break whatever we want, really. I reach over and smash the closest thing hanging on the wall to me. Uh, 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 and I'm going to grab her arm and put it back down at her side before she can. It was a joke, Pippa. It was a joke. You're a joke. Nothing's ever been successful without something getting broken along the way. See? Pippa, you have a very important job. I want you to sit here, watch the door, and make sure nobody comes in after us, okay? Okay, I'll walk around with you, and then nobody will come in after you. Stay here, watch the door. Come with you, and don't watch the door. Got it. I'm going to go back to the room. I might, I'm not doing so good. It's probably for the best. All right, we'll take Pippa out of the equation again. Well, now that that's out of the way, 
Shall we get to work? Yeah. Go back towards the painting that Pippa tried to swipe at, and I'm going to take a closer look at it. So you see that it measures about four by three. There are three paintings on each of the four walls, so 12 paintings in total. At the bottom of the frame is a nameplate with a number on it. The number in this case is four. The painting itself shows a woman standing before the entrance to what looks like a some sort of dark tunnel. It's an archway that is ringed with brick, and the keystone of the archway bears that same Slavic Cyrillic room icon that the key does. The person doesn't seem familiar to you. Why don't you give me a spot hidden? Uh, I needed a 62. I rolled a 27. That's a hard success. You're leaning in, looking at this painting without even realizing you're coming quite close to it. And it almost seems as though the closer you get to it, the woman's face starts to shift slightly, almost as if the flesh is sagging from the skull. Why don't you give me a sanity roll? I needed a 57. I rolled a 76. That is a failure. You're going to take one sanity point. Cool. That puts me at 58. Tell me what your involuntary reaction is. When I notice that the the flesh on her face is starting to sag and fall, it starts to feel... I swear to God, I feel like it's happening to me too. So I immediately like grab my head and just start stumbling backwards, trying to, trying to keep it all in place because it, it feels like it's falling off. And uh, we'll say you stumble backward and actually land sitting on that stone bench. And Roy, you notice Rocky acting peculiar. What? What happened? Um, sorry, I got a little too close to the painting, I guess. So this one has a number four on the bottom nameplate. Why don't you go look at some of the other paintings? Maybe the numbers mean something. Check and see if the other ones have have any kind of extra details on them. I'll look to see if I can find a number one. So you go from painting to painting, and you see that, indeed, each of the paintings has a frame at the bottom, which is just seemingly a random number. There's 91, 241, 18, 76, 7, 9, 14, 59, 42, 2, and 180. That's 12 sets of numbers. They make no sense to you because they're all just sort of random numbers. A collection of men and women all posing in these paintings, all in front of some sort of dark entrance or tunnel. The one that is marked with 76 shows Charles Blaine. Tune in next time as we play another reel of the Lovecraft tapes. Guys, let's jump straight into our recommendos. What do you say? Yeah. We're going to share some geeky obsessions. So roll me some sweet tea. Matt gave me and Brian. Go ahead, Matt. Start us off, buddy. Tonight, I bring to you a, a recent pickup for me and some of the, the gaming crew on our Discord server. It's a uh, it's a game called Prop Night, and what it is at its core is it is the same core mechanics as Dead by Daylight, but with a prop hunt twist. So you're still four uh, survivors trying to outwit a killer, trying to repair machines to open a gate to get out, but the twist being that the survivors can literally turn themselves into different objects that are littered around the map in order to traverse more easily, in order to hide from the killer, in order to escape from the killer. And it just adds this almost surreal silliness to the game where you know everything's supposed to be scary and terrifying, and yet here you are hiding from a guy in a giant rabbit costume by turning into a soda can and sitting on a school desk and hoping that he doesn't try and swipe at you. It's really entertaining because once you start to get to know the props and you kind of get to know the maps, you can start doing creative things. You can turn into something small like a, a can of soda or a beer bottle, and you can hide inside a trash can if you need to really get away. Uh, you can start doing cool things like you run around as, say, a book, and if you get spotted, you duck into another room and turn into something else and sit still and hope they didn't see that transition, so they're still looking for, you know, a book moving around, and it just turns into this really cool cat and mouse game where you're constantly trying to use your powers of, of prop changing to kind of outwit a killer who's slowly figuring out your strategy while you're trying to make sure that everybody gets out alive. It's a lot of fun. We've been, we've been 
been playing with some of the friends on the Discord. We've done a couple of streams for it. Highly recommend, especially if you can get a group together to to play with your friends. It's a really good time. Pick up Prop Night. It's it's a lot of fun. Thank you, Matt. And Gabe, you're up next. I'm going to recommend uh, something a little bit different. I'm going to kind of recommend like a community on YouTube because it's really hard to just pinpoint one guy. I guess if I were to, I would say go to Unsurpassable Z on YouTube because through him you can get to the others very easily. But essentially the Stardew Valley community on YouTube has been something I've been sinking a lot of my time into and just really enjoying. I love Stardew Valley. It's probably one of my favorite games ever. Been getting more into it lately. I was off for a little while and I'm back. This all started a little over a year ago when 1.5 came out, there's just a group of YouTubers that just are really having a blast with these games, doing everything they can, modding it, doing prop hunts, speed runs, just, you know, anything you can think of that could involve the game they've probably done, and I've just really enjoyed all of them. It's one of those things where if you love Stardew Valley, you'll probably love watching this stuff because you can tell how much they love the game, and all of these guys have, like, concerned Abe's blessing, like, he's appeared in streams and stuff with them, so it's cool to see him enjoying the game in different ways, you know, that he never intended it to be. It's just really good, and the way that they all collab i mean that's why i don't even want to you know really give a list i guess unsurpassable z wallagug therm there's a couple names but i mean you can watch a stream of any of them and every single other one will appear um one of the reasons that seems like a good time to do it is because last week the first episode of the stardew valley trials came out which they're doing like a survivor ripoff with stardew valley where they're just trying to get them to do as many different challenges in the game as i can and they're going to vote each other off it's very high production very entertaining to watch when the first episode came out and i can't wait for the second one too that's a lot of fun if you want to go a little further back they did the stardew valley cup which was like a concerned ape gave forty thousand dollars in a, to a tournament where it was like four teams and they all competed in a bunch of various challenges. They all went at the same time and tried to rack up as many points in these challenges as they could. So it's that whole community is a lot of fun. I've really been enjoying it for about four months now and it's really peaking to me in my mind. So I guess probably start at like Unsurpassable Z would be a great starting point if you're looking to get into it. All right. Thank you, Gabe. Appreciate that. And I'm going to go up next. If there's one thing that the deadly global pandemic has taught me it's that i can learn to cook pretty much anything i've baked three kinds of babka for the holidays i've gone through the laborious multi-step process of recreating escoffier's onion tart and i've fallen deeply in love with a nice roasted gochujang chicken but there's one dish that never leaves my menu every friday night i make a pizza It's the simplest thing to make when you're trapped inside and one of the most versatile recipes because you can have anything you want on it. Here's my method. Very simple. In a mixing bowl, add two-thirds cup of warm water, stir in one tablespoon of sugar, then sprinkle in a packet of yeast. Wait about 10 minutes while the yeast activates, then mix in two cups of flour, about two-thirds teaspoon salt, and about one tablespoon of olive oil. Knead that in a stand mixer for about five minutes on lowest speed, or do it by hand for about... 10-15 minutes. Basically, you can get a nice elasticity to the dough. That's when you'll know it's right. And then transfer that to a lightly oiled bowl, cover it with plastic wrap or a damp towel, then let it rise at room temperature for about an hour or two until it's about double in size. Then uh, once you're ready to cook, preheat your oven to 500 Fahrenheit, punch down the dough once and then turn it out. I live and die by my cast iron pizza pan. I just, I love it. It heats evenly. It helps achieve that perfect crisp crust on the bottom rather than use a rolling pin as I slap that dough on the cast iron pan and I'll just work it with my palms like, and I'll spread it out on the pan. Then I basically toss it in the oven for about five minutes just to par bake it a little bit. I bring it back out. I slather on sauce. And what I do is I use those little tiny cans of Hunt's uh, tomato paste the thick stuff because I love that intense flavor. Sprinkle the sauce with some seasoning. It could be salt and pepper, garlic powder, onion powder, thyme, rosemary, oregano, wherever you got. Red pepper flakes is good. Then you want to spread on a thin layer of shredded cheese. I recommend going with a low moisture mozzarella. On top of that, add your toppings. Could be ham, could be pineapple, green olives, green peppers, hot peppers, pepperoni, all the peppers. Do whatever you want. Don't overload it though. 
Lastly, put a little bit more cheese on top, maybe some cheddar. Pop that work of art into the oven. Cook for about 15 minutes. Watch the edges of the crust and the cheese on top. Once it gets a little bit of brown, time to bring it out. Slide it off the cast iron onto a cutting board or a pizza paddle someplace where it's not going to continue to cook. Let cool for about five minutes. Slice it up, eat. And once you get used to making custom pies like I do every Friday night, you're never going to eat frozen pizza or want delivery again because you can do it the way you want to do it that is my recommendo for tonight uh make pizza all right brian finish us up here buddy i watched a series on netflix i've seen it it's been out since october 13th so friday the 13th and i was like eh it's gonna be dumb it's just a you know, grab to get your attention and then i noticed it was a limited series and i'm like all right i'll watch it before it's gone it's called the new cherry flavor which is a horrible title, but a phenomenal series. If you're into Clive Barker or Pan's Labyrinth, it has so many aspects that it pulls from all of these uh, movies that probably in every single episode, maybe at least once, but probably two or three times, I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's about an independent filmmaker who we find her traveling to L.A., to try to sell her short film. And she meets with a producer who's used to be a real big star, but hasn't had anything in a, in a while. He wants to option her film and have her direct a full feature of it. They just can't believe it that after watching it, that whoever watches it cannot believe how good it is. And which we don't really get to see it until like you get bits and pieces and you got to kind of piece it all together throughout the whole series. Things go wrong in Hollywood as they do with contracts and all of that stuff. And the creepiness starts to come out of the woodwork. There's witches, there's the undead, there's demons. I don't want to explain any more than that because honestly, it will give some of the cool stuff away. The one thing I will say, probably my third favorite decapitation in any show or movie that I've seen. So go check it out. It's uh, the new cherry flavor on Netflix. I will watch it in two to three years. Well, thanks, B. And that's going to be it for this episode of the Lovecraft Types. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on whatever podcast platform you prefer. If you like what you hear, please give us a review. Meanwhile, you can find us at lovecrafttapes.com with links to all our socials, including Discord, Reddit, YouTube, Twitch, and much, much more. You can find me on Twitter at LovecraftTapes. And if anybody wants to join in the campaign to prove that Massachusetts tapas are the real OG tapas, you can find me on Twitter at TheRealWeirdKid. And uh, bonus side note, you can now find me on Twitch as well. Uh, I've started streaming whenever my schedule allows, usually once or twice a week. So if you want to see more of me because who doesn't playing games hanging out with uh, some of our patrons you can find me on twitch at that one weird kid and if you want me to turn this case into a speed run you can find me at lovecraft gabe if anybody can um, tell me where i can resupply my pocket sand i've run out of my supplier clothes now reach out to me at brian podcast i'm gonna need it until next time roll for 76 Fallout game sucks. <laughs> the Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2022. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.